Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silver Birch Ranch in the North Woods of Wisconsin. And uh, we come to you from our studio just talking life issues from an older perspective, younger perspective. Um, it's funny because between Dave and myself, I think we realize that we agree on a lot of things more than we, when you know, than normal. Unless yeah. it's like, you know, I think Dave would love to wear a pair of skinny jeans or something like that. But. No, I don't think so. <laughs> However, I have told the students that today I'm wearing my skinny jeans when I'm at Nicolay Bible Institute and they all laugh because what I mean by that is they're not stretchy. Oh. I, I, they're 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 a little looser on me than my other ones that are already loose on me. So I have my skinny pair and then I have my like normal comfortable pair. Sure. Well, stretchy jeans are a newer kind of invention. Are they? Yeah, they actually like stretch a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Or, yeah. Have you, well, have you have you bought a pair of those yet? Oh yeah, I like them. Yeah. Yeah, because I stretch once in a while, and and it's nice to have them stretch. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, in a weirdest sense, I know all of you are thinking he is one interesting dude. But, That's right. Um, yeah, I, you know the the funny thing is, my dear wife has to keep making sure I change clothes every day because I will put the clothes back on a chair and wear them tomorrow, and yeah. then wear them the next. Once I find a comfortable outfit, you'll just keep wearing it. I'll just keep wearing it, and it's like, didn't you wear that like three days in a row, Dave? It, <laughs> it's still clean. Yeah, what's wrong with it? <laughs> I wear I wear an undershirt, so it, it never gets dirty. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, fine. We have different definitions of how you're supposed to look, I think. But, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, you know, that doesn't change. We've been married over 40 years, so I still enjoy her humor, and she still enjoys my lack of style. And that's a and good thing. That's a good thing. Gives us something to enjoy about each other, I guess. That's right. Hey, when I think of your generation, I, I've been writing down, I'm trying to brainstorm and come up with like things that, uh, not just your generation, my generation, anybody, healthy things that people should know in life, just healthy things, healthy habits, healthy, mm, Yep. you know, because so many times I think we focus on what the accomplishment that somebody makes. Okay. So, for example, when I went to uh, play football in college, after my senior year, I actually sat down with the coaches and asked them, why, why did you recruit me? Because after four years of college, I realized how much I did not know in high school and how much I did not know when I entered college as far as football, how poorly I played. I understand how bad my techniques were, and yet I was heavily recruited. Yeah. So I asked them, why? What, what did you do that for? Mm-hmm. And they basically said, because you had the qualities we couldn't teach. Gotcha. And I've never forgotten that. Yeah. It's like, because then I said, what do you mean? You were all over the field. That's energy. You were excited about playing. You worked hard all the time. Mm-hmm. We can't teach that. We wanted you because we could teach you the rest. Gotcha. And they did. Yeah. And that's, I've never forgotten that yet. Mm. Because now when I see a young person, I think, okay, what qualities do they have? What qualities need to be developed Yeah. so that they can learn just about anything? Anybody can learn anything fact-wise, I think. Yeah. So if I wanted to, if you wanted to teach me, you're, you're more proficient at computers and media and that kind of thing. So if you wanted to teach me that, I could learn it, but I already have a mental block where I don't want to. Sure. <laughs> you know, but I could. Yeah. And, and so if you don't treat the mental block, it's not going to happen. 
Yeah, it'll just be in one ear out the other. Exactly. Yeah, and and so. that's where I think giftedness comes in. Some people find it more intriguing. Like um, accounting. I would make a lousy accountant. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to do it. I, want I like to... numbers, but that, those sort of numbers, it's like, huh? No. I'll be I, looking cross-eyed yeah. when we're done. I don't want to balance my checkbook even. I don't want to do anything. And, of course, my kids look at me. You, what's that? You know what I mean? Kids. I was going to say that you just dated yourself. I know. But in my generation, you balanced your checkbook. Yeah. And uh, my dad didn't. He was a visionary like myself. I don't. Yeah. And eventually, my dear wife took it over because somehow I didn't have all the numbers match at the end of a month. (laughs) I'm not sure how that works. That extra dozen donuts here or there. Yeah. Now, here's the funny part. I could learn that. Right. And, And I could tell others, I'm not gifted at whatever. That's true. But there's so many things in life you're not gifted at that you can do if you decide to do it. Right. For example, um, I don't know anyone that's gifted at plunging toilets. Hmm. But you can do that. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, good. I'm going to remember that statement. All right, right, go get Jason. He's right. gifted at this. I'll teach you. Yeah, very good. Um, I know how to do it. I know the mechanics. I know what needs to be done. I'm not sure you need to be gifted at that. Yeah. You just need to do certain things in life. Whether you're gifted or not doesn't matter. So it's important that you don't live your life trying to figure out, how do I do everything I'm just gifted at and I really like? Right. You're really talking about the mindset behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when I tell people, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not an accountant, what I'm saying is I don't care to learn that. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I can't. I just don't care to. Yep, and most people that know you in that regard would say, yes, Dave, that is right. That is right. <laughs> and I've made it to 65 years old, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, yep, I don't have to learn that. Um, but there are other things I love learning. I love reading philosophy and learning how people think and why they yeah. think. And you know, and others will look at that and go, oh, boring. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, well, I like that. So that's where I think giftedness comes in. But I think anyone that's gifted in any area needs to understand there are times in life where you just have to do things mm-hmm. that maybe you're not gifted in and do them well. Right. And learn how to do it. So I made a list of things that if I was working with a young person and I wanted to train them to do anything, mm-hmm. here's general things I would like to train them sure. on. Okay. So just general. So I'm going to go through them and we can talk about each one if you want. First thing I would do is def- I-, I would like them to define what success looks like. Mm. Yeah. So what is success? Uh, I would say that su- success is giving your best. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. w- what would a young person say success is? Oh, a, a big house, a nice job. It could a, be, yeah. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, success, if it's going to be defined right, first of all, you need to open your Bible. Mm-hmm. And and let me ask you a few questions. Was Stephen successful? Yeah. He got stoned, you know. He did get stoned, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Was Joseph successful? Yeah. Of course he was, but look at what he, what, look at was what he, he successful through. all along? Mm-hmm. Of course he was. Yeah. Job. Right. Oh, man. There were years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Times where he couldn't figure that out, I'm sure. Yeah. What, when, didn't all the apostles get martyred? I believe so. Uh, John, they tried to, he made it and went to the island of Patmos, but as far as I know, they all, so are they successful because they all got tortured and beat up and killed? Yeah. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you got this definition mm-hmm. that is hazy. Right. It's not just having the right amount of money, the right house, the right car, the right phone. It's different from that. Yeah. 
And I think as an older guy, this definition of success is important for young people to grab. Mm -hmm. You need to know at the end of your life what will have made you successful. Yeah. And if you really know that, you're able to do all kinds of other things in life that other people will not do, mm -hmm. cannot do. Um, I think some of it stems from the fact that when I was a kid, I actually was a handicapped kid. I was in a wheelchair for a while. Um, really, most of my life, um, I, I was that kid who didn't get picked first. or In fact, I got picked last for all the sports. Yeah. Uh, and you grow up in a certain way seeing, okay, I can't be successful at football. Mm -hmm. I can't be successful at, at sports. Mm -hmm. I, I really was bored sick with school. Yeah. So I was trying to be successful in school, but my mind kept, you know, you know my mind, the, the problem is that now that I'm a teacher, the problem is things move too slowly and my mind was somewhere else by the time they got to it then. Yeah. Because I, I like fast moving information. Mm-hmm. But the, the bottom line really is, you know, as a kid, I thought, I don't know if I'll ever know what success is mm. because I'm not successful at anything. Yeah. And I had to struggle with the idea, what does success look like? If God made me, yeah, did he make a mistake? Mm. And I think that's a thought that I think a lot of people, even maybe some of our listeners today, even wonder at times. Right. So if you have a, a child crazy energetic child is that a gift or is that a curse i would say it's a gift it is and you just gotta you just gotta adapt to that energy absolutely energy is not something you can teach somebody mm -hmm. but it's something you can direct yeah and it's definitely a gift when i taught school again i taught fifth grade for a few years and parents would come in, and, and it was back in the era where um, ADHD was, you know, really cool or something. I have really no idea. cool. <laughs> that, well, popular. A, I, a newer, cool is the wrong a, word. A newer thing? Newer thing, and everyone had it. They couldn't pay attention for five minutes. And I'm thinking, these are fifth graders. Right. Fifth grade boys. Yep. You're trying to get them to pay attention for an hour? It, yep. Nah, not happening. However, I understand what they were saying. But parents would come in and they would, they would start saying, do you think I should get um, ADHD you know, prescriptions, drugs? What? And my answer is always the same, no. Mm -hmm. Now look, I'm not a doctor and all the medical people listening just shut off the channel and they're not listening anymore because Dave doesn't know what he's talking about. I understand that I don't know anything medical about this. Yeah. But here's what I do know. A child that, that has a lot of energy and can think quickly and get distracted fast, that, that could be a gift that you gotta figure out how to tap into, mm -hmm. not something you try and hinder them from. Yeah. Now, does that take more energy and effort? Absolutely. Yes, but who's making life about how easy it is? Mm -hmm. um, I, I would love people to know that from my reading the Bible through, I don't know how many times, God doesn't make mistakes. He made you. He loves you. Your personality is what he gave you. And if you would understand that there's things that you need to learn in life to go with your personality, um, because if you don't learn the lessons you should, then your strength actually becomes your weakness. And Satan would love to get it so that your strength is actually your weakness. Mm -hmm. And, and you're, you can be in big trouble at that point.
because you can't figure out what to do in life because you're doing what comes natural, but what comes natural is getting you in trouble. Right. So, you know, I can wing it really well. Yeah. That, you know, I have the ability to do that. However, if that's all I do and I don't plan and I don't learn the other side of that, I am in big trouble down the road. Right. And I think a lot even is, is the expectation we have behind it sometimes. You know, because like you said, it takes more effort to do that. And I think oftentimes we always settle for the least resistance right. method. You know, and so like like you said, I'm not a medical person, but but in that case, it's easier to say, well, let's just conform and, and dial down that energy so it's easier to teach. Yep. But then are we really teaching? But obviously that the, the downside is it's just the easier way. It's not the best way. You know, absolutely. And and I think that if, if we want to set ourselves up for success, as we talk about success or even the, the things that we want young people to understand, that's harder to teach them later in life is that sometimes a lot of times the best option isn't going to be the easy option. Yep. If that makes sense. It does. And, you know, it's, what's fascinating here is one of the things somehow we have to teach any young person is that their success will be measured by using what God has given them to the maximum potential. Absolutely. It isn't about money, looks, fame, fortune, where you live, job you do. You can do a job where you don't get paid well. That isn't the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue is living in the context of how you were created and enjoying the fact that God would use you. Right. And pointing to him. that. Now, what's fun about that is any human being can do that. Mm -hmm. Any person can do that. I don't care who I'm talking to. Right. They can point to God. They can use their personality to point to God. And I, I feel sorry that, that some of the college kids I've talked to, and you can either say you've seen this or not, obviously, but they, they think success means I got to find a job. I got to make enough money. I got to find a house. I got to find a marriage partner. I got to. And you start looking at them going, that'll make you successful. Hmm. Right. How about finding Jesus and right. enjoying him? Right. And, and living in the context of I made yeah. you. And then you're going to find somebody around you doing the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and even as a young parent, so I have three boys at home, eight, five, and four. And I would say that one thing that I've learned, especially, you know, and, and I, and I knew it at the start, but I would say it's one thing that God has really been putting on my heart to be intentional about, especially the last two years is if my boys grow up to love God, to live for God and to love other people, I don't care what they do in life. Right. You know, um, because to me that will put them in a spot that, that will allow them to be successful. Whatever it is, because to me, it doesn't matter if they end up being a doctor. Right. Even if they end up, you know, whatever it is, being a, I don't know, you fill in the blank. But if, if, if in the way that I do things, they can get to that point, to me as a parent, that's huge. Right. And even going back to the easier, the harder route, that means even as a parent, you know, I mean, especially nowadays. And if you're a parent, you can understand this. Would it be easier for me to do it myself? or to come alongside of my five-year-old and try to teach him how to help me cook eggs in the morning. Right. Obviously, all of us say it's like, I don't want to deal with the mess. It'll be easier for me to do it. You know, and so, that's something so simple. <clears throat> right. But it's those sort of things that, that creates not only a deeper relationship, but it allows you then to teach the simple things and a mentality 
that builds off of itself. Mm-hmm. And then it, in the moments where you need to correct or, or to do things, it, there's more relationship there. Then it becomes easier to do those things rather than defaulting to giving them a screen to, to distract them while you need to get your stuff done. Right. You know, because I think nowadays, especially as parents trying to train young people, we go the easy route and expect either school, youth group, church to train yeah, our kids. Yeah. But when we talk about these things that we want to instill with people, you know, like even at the top of this episode, when it, when we introduced the idea of, you know, we wanted young people to understand, here's the things that, that later in life we can't teach you, but often people look for. It's in the early stages in, at home that we have to teach that. Yep. And that's my responsibility as a parent to do that. Yep. You know, I, I think if you can understand what success is, you are so stable in life. And here's what I encourage any parent, anyone listening, go to the scriptures, take a look at Hebrews 11, take a look at anywhere you want in the Bible, and notice the people who did it right. Right. Notice the people where God would say, well done. Mm-hmm. Because if God says, well done, my good and faithful servant, it was well done, my good and faithful servants, because he doesn't lie. Yeah. So what you want to do there is, if you're married, sit down with your spouse, say, what are the characteristics of this person that made them successful? Mm-hmm. What are the character, and then eventually with your children. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be, I'm not myself, and again, I, I'm not gonna judge anyone who does it different. I, don't, I never really thought about sitting and doing formal Bible times with my family. Mm-hmm. I thought of integrating it in life. Yeah. And so I talk whenever. And mm-hmm. to this day, my kids and I, and my, we, we talk whenever about Bible things. We don't have to, okay, Bible time. You know, we don't, we don't do that. And I think sometimes that segments Bible time out when maybe it should be a constant you know, communication. And so, I, I mean, to be able to sit down with your kids someday and have them see you read the Bible and, and call them over and say, hey, I'm reading about this Noah guy with the flood. Yeah, I know about him. Oh, cool. Is he a success? Oh, yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. And then I would go ask him questions about Noah and, and how he must have felt as God told him to do something like put a boat in a mountain and All I want him to do is identify the fact that there are times when you're a success where, man, this is hard and it doesn't make any sense. Right. And I would would say this, you know, things that take intentionality are always worth it. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Is it easier to scroll on Facebook? Yes. Is it easier to waste time on TikTok? Yes. Is it easy to hit, you know, the next button on the next episode of Netflix, whatever you're watching? Yes. Is it harder to turn that off? And to engage with your son or daughter and play with them or ask them how their day was going and say, hey, you want to go out and say, yes, that is way harder because it takes more effort. But let me tell you this, that intentionality will not only be way more rewarding, but that will be remembered. Absolutely. And and as we talk about success, it's, it's those choice moments at any point, because the thing is, is that with those things, you always put it off. You know, it's like, well, I'll start yep. tomorrow. Yep. You know, I mean, we're, we're just getting over the New Year's. So I'm sure many of you listeners have these audacious, you know, beginning of the year. Exercise diet routines. Routine, you know, whatever it is, goals that you have, you know, and, and the, the most unfortunate thing about that is that we think we have to do that in January when we could start today to make these changes and to be intentional and say, you know what, that success that you're talking about, those things that, that you know, that people look for that that oftentimes can't be taught. I want that for me or my family. It's like, yes, you can do that now. It takes intentionality and it takes effort. And and it takes time. 
and wow, we don't have time. That stop. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's interesting because even as you talk, when, by the way, when you say TikTok, I think you're going to sleep because that's a clock. To I know, me. right? <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry, I got it. I don't, I have never seen a TikTok anything except for on my clock. So I would I, say that you're hep in a lot of things, but, but, not, this, that. but not TikTok. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, you know, what, what we're talking about here is really promoting a lifestyle that teaches from a very young age. What's interesting is, as the Bible talks about, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. Mm-hmm. If you look at that, that's a long-term training. That isn't like train them once. Right. That that's get them in the right habit. Habit, yeah, that's the key word. Their habit, and and then he won't depart from it. Absolutely, and oftentimes with young people, and we even see this in ourselves. The best way to teach somebody is repetition and modeling. Right. And so we're not doing it ourselves, and we expect them to do something. Right. They're going to see right through it. Right. So if you can live a lifestyle, and and do. It, I, oftentimes I'll tell the Nicolay Bible Institute students, go love God, and then I'll pause and they're looking at me and go, do it in public. In other yeah. words, there's a lifestyle there that you need to portray. It, I know you can go out there and pretend that's not what I'm talking about, but parents especially, you get to read your Bible and the kids can come sit by you, yeah, ask you what you're reading, or just you can tell them, you know what I'm reading? Here it is. Um, the other thing, obviously, is in the Bible there's the... the the story of the talents. You know, God gave somebody one, gave somebody five, gave somebody ten. Yeah. And the faithfulness was not in how much they had. I would encourage you somehow in your lifestyle, in your normal talks, by the time your children leave your home, they need to understand what success is and is not. Mm-hmm. And they need to understand that if you have one talent or ten, you can still be successful. Absolutely. They need to understand that. And and they're not going to understand it by lectures. Mm-hmm. When a child leaves your home or my home, whoever's, and they think that success is going to be measured because they get a bachelor's degree, or they think success is going to be measured because of a job and an income and a place they live and vacations they can take. Okay, we failed them. Mm-hmm. Because success, if you're going to understand it right, Success is something that anybody, regardless of what country they're from, regardless of what economic system they're in, regardless of their talents and abilities, success is something anybody can do. Yeah. Now, if you've taught them something other than that, then you haven't taught them what's really in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, poor people, rich people, sick people, healthy people can all be successful. Mm-hmm. Because it has nothing to do with whether you're sick, healthy, rich, or poor. Yeah. Now, it, am I against college and good? I'm not against any of that. But I tell you, there has to be people who follow God in the leading of, of where they go in life and serve. Because oftentimes, those who serve the needy, they don't get big pay for it. Mm-hmm. They have to do it for a different reason successful people have learned to enjoy who God is, enjoy their ministries, enjoy the status they have, live within the, the, the framework that God gives them, and go from there. When, when we started camp year-round many years ago, and I was placed in a position where I'd be the one in charge, I kept thinking, well, you know, what qualifies me? I mean, honestly, I, I'm the guy that got cut from every team and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I realized, well, you know what the thing that qualifies me is the fact that my dad was in charge. Yeah. 
I thought, boy, that's pretty lame. Mm-hmm. And actually, some people came up, you know, my old friends and stuff, and said, the only reason you're doing this is because you're dead. And I, I would agree with them. It's the only reason. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, well, at least you know it. No. Yeah, yeah, I do. Now, I grew into it. I've been here over 40 years. I, yeah. You grow into it. But I had to deal with that. Like, you know, this may not. And I thought, God, you put me in this place to do this. And by the way, those early years, you're making 150 bucks a month. There was no money. There was no. You worked about 90 hours a week. You know, I mean, it was one of those. Why am I here? Yeah. Except for the fact that I realized God put me in a position to be here and do what I was doing. And he, and he you know, I was at that time and the guys that came with me my wife we, we were the perfect people to get things started in mm-hmm. that sense because of the situation he had put us in now i remember too going and, and trying to get a house a, a home we couldn't afford one at, i think by that time we were making 300 bucks a month so we we're in the money at that point yeah um but we went and as i talked to the people about the loan i, I remember feeling somewhat embarrassed yeah because i, I was thinking i'm not successful I'm going to the, this government agency saying I need a loan. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, how poor are you? Yeah. And I was pretty poor. Oh, you qualify. And that's supposed to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. When I chose to quit my teaching job, my wife quit hers. We chose to come up here. There was something in me that kept wanting to scream, I'm doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I'm poor because I want to be. Yeah. And then I had to check in my brain why I'm doing that. Yeah. Because I was thinking, oh, you know what? These people think I'm unsuccessful. But does that matter? I'm right. doing what God called me to do, and that's the only way to be successful. Mm-hmm. Now, 40 years later, I have hindsight. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, yeah. no, that was important to be able to do and see God work. Mm-hmm. But I had to struggle through the idea of what success looked like. Yeah. Because honestly, I wasn't being successful when my wife and I quit our jobs moved up here, had no real income, and trusted God that he would supply. And the place was way in debt, and there was no pipes underground to winterize. So we, it was one of the weirdest, strangest decisions a person could make. Mm-hmm. But it was the right decision. I could do that the way I was wired. Yeah. And, and the way my wife was and the way my roommate from college, Ron, and his wife were, we had the right people that could get this thing going. Mm-hmm. And eventually they all left. I got this short straw and I'm still here. And and in that sense, um, I look at it and say, you know what, God? You gave me this personality can, that can really go with the flow yeah. if I need to. And boy, did I need to mm-hmm. back in the early years. Because I was working seven days a week. I would sub at schools during uh, the week, you know, two days a week. And I would work five days a week here just to try and put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, people at Numeria are saying, why are you doing this? Yeah, This is, um, you could get a job. I remember so many people saying, you could get a real job. <laughs> and I thought, I, I could, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> but then when I look at it now, I think, you know what, I'm so glad my dad, my dad, when he talked to me, was proud of me. Yeah, He, he had taught me what success looked like. You could be poor and successful, believe me. Yeah, You can. And... Um, and I'm thankful he taught me that yeah. because I was able to stick it out. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the key is is being realizing that it takes intentionality and that success isn't what the world puts it up to be. You know, it's not about money, the things you have and all that. 
And obviously we're just touching the iceberg here. You know, at the start of the show, we talked about different values that are, that are important to, to learn and, and to have that you can't really teach. And we're just going to have to continue this discussion another time because we're out of time. So I encourage you to, to head over to silverbridgeranch.org and check out this podcast and others. But for now, this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.